technological advancements, developments, Android versus iOS, a world full of high tech. Welcome to the Tech Show with Boy Genius. Hey, welcome to the Not So Tech Tech Show on Active FM with your host Kevin Babel and the best in the first name, last name. Best in. Yes, welcome to another week of awesome content. Um, another week of being not so tech techy, but um, yeah, we've returned. We are here again. But do you know we are here? Da 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 da. <laughs> so today we're gonna be speaking about being monitored. Yeah, being monitored. What does that mean? Or being watched? Uh, basically, um, being watched. And how how technology is using being used um, in order to watch people, um, and not only that, but also to influence decisions, um, get data about why people do specific things, um, and and so on and so forth. So yeah, um, buckle up. It's gonna be a very interesting show. Mm-hmm. Might be scary. Might be exciting. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we, need, we need like a, a, a sound, some some scary, creepy sound that just needs to be like in the background. Uh, as we do this. <laughs> I think we just feel people's technophobia with such a sound like that. It's like, you know, man. It's like, I think I think people like before we like really delve into the topic. I think. Um, when you don't understand um, exactly what's happening in terms of tech, um, monitoring tech, uh, you can get such a phobia, but there's a lot of things that really help us. Yeah. There's a lot of weird things like I I, I, I wouldn't want to be monitored on. Yeah. Like somebody constantly tracking my heart rate. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't want anyone with my heart rate. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, the technophobia that's created by that. Um, if you don't know what technophobia means, it means that you have a fear of technological advancements. You have a a, a doomsday mentality when it yeah. comes to to technological advances, yeah. which which is quite normal because whatever whatever humans tend to not understand. They attach a doomsday scenario to it. Which is basically what a phobia is, really. <laughs> You're just fearing that which you do not understand. Yeah. So so it's like it's it's amazing. Like the amount of doomsday scenarios you have. A grenade yeah. exists. Wow, there's a doomsday exactly. like, throw it into this volcano that does this and that. <laughs> Nuclear missiles. There's a doomsday. Well, those scenario. ones are pretty. <laughs> those are pretty doomsday, though. Uh, yeah, um, uh, meteorites. Doomsday. Like the amount Electric of cars. Doomsday. Uh, the amount of articles I've read about asteroids that are 350 light years away, heading yeah. in our direction. NASA has been pushing those. Eh? They're literally like they've lettered a plea to take it more seriously for some reason. Yeah, and then there are some that are like, no, it's two, three light years away, moving at this speed. And like okay so it's heading our way or not so like there's so many doomsday scenarios but um I, I i have this interesting book that i'm reading called the fourth industrial revolution and it's something we're going to speak about in our future show but um the author speaks about how um technology is progressing and the author speaks about how a lot of people 
think that the improvement of technology is only on the gadgetry level. Yeah. So like nicer phones, nicer cars, nicer TVs. Yeah. Um, like things that are are visual. They you can see them. Um, but he he goes on to mention about how there's a digital revolution. Yeah. And there's a biological revolution as well. Yeah. And of course, with the biological revolution, it's genomics, um, gene sequencing, yeah. um, CISPA, um, material sciences, 3D yeah. printing, yeah. and so on and so forth. But in the digital revolution, he begins to speak about the concept of the Internet of Things. IoT. Yeah, the, the ability for different components in 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 the whole technology stack to speak to each other yeah and to relay information to each other and send information to a central place so basically reconstructing civilization in terms of technology basically yeah so to give you an example it's like in your house your lights are connected to your tv which are connected like your lights speak to your tv um or they all speak to a central hub basically yeah so your lights um are connected to a central hub, TV, stove. Your whole yeah. house is basically interconnected yeah. and you can control it from your phone. So you send your kid up to sleep and then decide they're going to watch TV and not sleep. You can just press a button. Their lights go off. The TVs go on. I mean, the TVs go off. <laughs> um, the TVs go off. Yeah, and the lights go off. Yeah, they're off to bed. Yeah. Um, and there are more use cases like in security, yeah. having your fence being a monitoring guard, um, having sensors um, that's picking up the activity on your fence. Cameras, yeah. yeah. Like, you don't even need, like, the cameras are awesome, but just, if you just have uh, ultrasonic sensors, yeah. um, things that can sense ultrasonic proximity motion sensors as well. Yeah. Um, things that can just detect movement and stuff like that to, to just let you know how much movement actually happens. Of course, camera now to be able to detect whether this is a a situation that requires emergency assistance from police. Yeah. Um, is it a fire? All these different things. So so the, the IoT revolution is pretty good, but w- the other layer that sits on top of that is monitoring yeah <laughs> cue the dramatic music <laughs> um so so of course if you take your smartphone for example yeah if you're an android user yeah um android whether you turn off your gps and your location settings still pulls gps data from you yeah it triangulates from cell stations and all these different things yeah and they don't let you know that's happening and the 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 excuse um, is so that they can route your phone calls better, route or route depending on yeah. where you are in the world right now. But they can they can they can route your your phone calls to the nearest cell tower properly. Yeah, and things like that. But it's a very interesting thing that a device, regardless of whether you've turned off your GPS settings. It's still deciding to capture your every move. Yeah, your GPS locations. Yeah, it is just one of those dilemmas now with Google. 
because of course they give like you say the excuses that um this makes the whole cell phone experience better and this allows um services which i don't think i don't know if they listed or a number of services to work but they need the locations data and also the 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 other problem it causes for example is in now in the app store where they have apps that require ridiculous amounts of permissions yeah. uh, a torch app that wants to make that wants access to your calls and your messages and to make messages and to make calls and access to your photos and um reading up on this of course they can't ban something like this um because now on their side google itself has a whole lot of um data it's busy collecting from the user well, they can ban it this monitoring is, the user they don't they just don't have a way to they don't manually check the things no is in yeah but of course so, one solution would be get people to to not allow apps on there that ask for permissions outside of what they're supposed to be doing so that they're not monitoring all that other data of yours yeah which is to happening. be able to do that you need a person to manually test yeah um but but that's still data harvesting it's interesting because i i don't think i have a problem with gps capturing happening to optimize things like um phone calling and all of that yeah it's when the data now begins to leave the device yeah because it's like there's an essence of monitoring because one thing we need to understand is a lot of these big tech companies are advertising companies yeah their revenue comes from advertising yeah and of course the advertising business always wants to put the most relevant ads to you yeah in front of you things that you are likely to buy and of course the most um productive way to do that is to understand the person yeah and is to come up with a model of what this person is yeah so if every day you're waking up at six o'clock in the morning and you're going to a coffee store and you're doing all these different things and all of that and there's a chance you pass a specific restaurant or you pass a specific restaurant every week yeah that restaurant happens to be using google for its ads and they know that you pass this thing yeah. on a constant basis if they know that sort of information and they can monitor that then they can get their ads to target that specifically yeah. like a weekend yeah when yeah. your your movements are a bit lower and all that happens is that um all that happens is that they give you the idea of you going there and that that was effective yeah. so that's that's just on a level of unknown yeah. and it's crazy because like i mentioned before it's not that i'm concerned with the gps's being tracked on a constant basis yeah. because things need to be optimized it's now that data being taken when the user has said well i don't want you to track gps i've turned it off yeah. i don't want you to keep my location history yeah so now I think I'm done. Yeah, but you're yeah. not. Because <laughs> that means that apps also have access, yeah. if smart enough, to that underlying stuff without your permission as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it becomes uh, the issue of privacy now. And to, to, to what extent exactly is, is, could we say, should be allowed, not even allowed actually, but it comes from the, the the people themselves i think the users not really understanding how much of their privacy is being breached yeah. 
based off all the information where they believe that, for example, switching off locations, hey, I'm not being tracked anymore. Yeah, but it's being but made it's, believe like that. Yeah. You see, this is this is this is where I prefer Apple's way of doing things yeah. more than more than any other server, more than any other cell phone maker regardless of what operating system they use yeah is that one they have um people personally going through the apps yeah you get what i'm saying they're checking is it doing what it's supposed to do is it not just mutating is it doing all these different things uh uh your app doesn't even get reviewed if they pick up that you're using a specific uh thing that requires permission yeah. yet you don't state why you need it in yeah. your your list of permissions so that the user can see yeah. when something's happening um, they reject your app from even being reviewed Yeah. so so there are things like that and of course in iOS 13 they added things like um, this app can use my GPS while I'm using the app but it should always ask me yeah. When I get in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So the minute I close the app, its access, its privilege to my GPS has disappeared. Yeah. Now I'm not saying they're perfect because there are some people who've sneaked in and are able to get all sorts of other data because they come in as game apps and things like that. Yeah. But they are tracking all sorts of things. But like that's on a small level. Very small level. But the one it's small but it's happening to a lot of people. Yeah. But there's monitoring happening on an even grandiose scale. Yeah. So, so for example, like in China. Yeah, that's China is at the forefront here of of monitoring citizens. It's 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 right now because one thing I see they're doing. China is pushing to be, of course, uh, be ahead in terms of um, your 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 AI cities. Let me say your artificial intelligent cities or intelligent cities. And right now they're at that point where they're just implementing these things. For example, like their their cameras in their cities with facial recognition, so that people walking around, literally being scanned and monitored, and their identities and stuff being basically scanned and monitored. With or with, it's not even a thing of consent anymore. This is just something implemented. Whereas you walk in the streets of the cities of China, you know you are being watched. Your face is being scanned. They know who you are at the point, uh, no matter where you might be in the city. And it, it's crazy, boss. It's no longer just in the seat, the cities anymore. It's now in the schools. It's penetrated the schools as well, where a number of primary schools also have facial recognition. And this isn't something like a consent was asked from the parents. This is just something in the schools. And... Um, in one article I was reading, it was they use this information and they're feeding their their models. Actually, they 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 just feeding models about um, attendance, um, um, the children in the schools, where people are moving, and uh, where they are going, when they are going there, the times at which they are going there, mm. and these AI models they're feeding with this information, without actually even the the the, the consent or discussions from the people, which is very interesting. Yeah, um, you know, China fundamentally wants to implement a social credit score, yeah, a social rating system. And of course, to be able to effectively rate a person, 
one would think it's just well are they an upstanding citizen yeah well what makes an upstanding citizen is it the fact that they haven't gone to jail is it the fact that they have no criminal offense that means that most of the population should have a great score yeah but no we want to take it on to a whole nother level yeah and china have a lot of smart cities and they've got those smart cities are some of the safest cities in the world yeah only problem is that every single place you go to you're being seen yeah like those smart cities are insane like the buses are connected to the wi-fi yeah the wi-fi is all over the city so you know when the bus is coming you know when all of this is coming um if you're a criminal walking down the street and the you're de- you're detected to be a criminal um the police are already sent your way yeah. and you're not even aware of it yeah so so it's pretty at a technology level it's pretty awesome it's just of course if you're using it for something like social scoring it becomes weird because now as a government they get to determine what makes a good what makes a good citizen you get what i'm saying yeah and that that puts things on edge yeah it puts it puts things on edge and i guess it's it's not only china is an example yeah but there are a lot of places where it's happened suddenly it's happening at like a very subtle pace yeah a very subtle where there's mass collection of cctv footage um there there are places where um organizations to their employees are checking every single thing they do yeah. inside and outside of work yeah so so of course this is all to get data to understand people yeah. so when you understand people you are then able to direct things you are able to understand the patterns as to why things happen so like for example for me people movement data would be very interesting data to play with yeah um because you get to see patterns over time so if you're like what was the movement of people when a flu pandemic um like came about you get what yeah. i'm saying um when the ebola crisis was there how did people move yeah. um so you compare all of them and you understand well when a disease outbreak happens this is how people move yeah. and stuff like that so you can already start implementing systems and things in place that when there's an outbreak you already have the right people going to the right places and things like that you can do the same for natural disasters yeah. when natural disasters happen in third world places versus first world countries yeah um how do people move yeah like how 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 do people move um when you're you 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 taking that and you matching it with seismic data so like little earthquake um what's the sensors that are underwater yeah i'm um, checking all these things and you watch the movement of people and you start seeing how you can evacuate people when these things happen so so it's pretty awesome if you've got that sense of data the problem is anonymity now yeah. because uh, there are the type of monitoring apps or monitoring things or data collection that is that is anonymous it's the 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 the, the way this whole exchange happens is I'm giving you something for free. Yeah. Um in the 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 easiest the easiest way to deal with the, uh not to deal with it but the easiest way to pay me back is to give me data. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you what sort of data I'm getting. Now there are those idiots that pull more than they're supposed to. Yeah. Um but 
I'm telling you what data I'm taking. Yeah. And I promise you that I'm going to make this data anonymous. Yeah. And this is all that I need to take. Now people go fine beyond that to be to take more data, but that's the exchange that happens. So now there's data that's publicly available. That's awesome. Yeah. Like if you anonymize movement data, it gives you a whole bunch of things to look at. I was, uh, I was selling somebody, Uber is now in the city planning business yeah. because they understand the movements of entire cities yeah. because they've got cars moving across those entire cities. Yeah. So they know the movement of, of cars in the morning versus in the evening versus at lunchtime versus at lunchtime when the Super Bowl is is on versus yeah. when there is a great attack how does everything change yeah. you know what i'm saying and they are able to tell hot spots in the city that need to be changed and when 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 um uh, metropolitan areas now start combining yeah. because that's the that's that's how how the next step of building cities is going to yeah. be um you you started with uh uh, you started with the suburbs and then you move up to to metropolitan areas and now these metropolitan areas will begin combining and when these metropolitan areas now start combining you want to be able to alleviate traffic yeah you want to be able to make sure that um, pedestrians aren't in harm of being spontaneously hit by a car yeah because the flow of vehicles isn't proper um, that shops are, are placed in good places that that people can get to what they need. Yeah. So, so, but you can do that with anonymous data. When you go to a place now that wants to implement social scoring, it becomes a whole different ballgame because the data they collect, they are able to link it back to you. Yeah. Exactly you. And it's like, what if I tripped and fell? Does that make me a bad citizen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just have a thought that I think as we, as we progress into the future, um, and technology is becoming more and more um, a personal kind of interaction. Mm-hmm. I, I do think almost monitoring on a on a personal on a personal level, mm-hmm. maybe not you directly, but more probably digitized ver- uh, profile of mm-hmm. who you are is only inevitable. As they would want, as like I said, technology becomes more personal mm-hmm. and ads are more tailored for an individual. Yeah. and 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 so on so i think it's only inevitable i think as as we move further forth into the future so look technology produces data the byproduct of any technological process is data yeah um so so the inevitability you can't argue with yeah it is the sort of data they capturing yeah do you get what i'm saying so so if the byproduct is data what is being used to generate that data? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying all data is wrong. Like, there's very necessary data in very necessary use cases. Yeah. Like, for everything. You can't do genomics with uh, without data. You need yeah. a lot of data. Um, but imagine the, the DNA. Every DNA example you're working with has the name of who it belongs to yeah. with a picture next to it yeah. and their address <laughs> and their entire family history. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's when it would get weird because it's like, no, this is examples of DNA um, 
structures or sequences of people with cancer. You yeah. get what I'm saying? It's anonymized and it's it's clustered in that way. So, so yeah, the, this whole monitoring thing, like, I, I love data. Like, yeah. I, I really do. And it's why it becomes very interesting because I know the extent at which people can go to if you can build a system that can monitor people to the T for you to be able at real time to score them as a citizen, then what else can you do above that? Yeah, yeah. I think it becomes bad when it becomes monitoring for control. Yeah, really. More than um, beat monitoring, for example, to to better mm. uh, a system or traffic mm. or adverts. Yeah. And it's crazy because you can then track the efficiency of your propaganda. Yeah. If you are trying to give about a, a an ideology that people are supposed to behave a specific way yeah and now you've got this monitoring tip to say well are people behaving the way we need to yeah we've we've given out this piece of media given out this idea this whole thing yeah how are we gonna go about uh, tracking how effective it is well we have systems in place that are watching everybody every day yeah so let's see how everybody's reacting to it yeah yeah. And soon your TV will be watching you. <laughs> so so yeah. Well, I hope we didn't scare you too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 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 the reality of what's happening. And and like we mentioned, not all data is bad. Most of the data that's generated is okay. Yeah. It's just when you have these specific use cases where it's here for control. Yeah. Um, when it begins to get scary. Yeah. Because they can only do more. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. As uh, the price of a lot of things in tech is decreasing, so they can only do more. Yeah. So. Yeah, like like as you said, it, it has its good parts. For example, if it's just data for demographics, they want to know, maybe Instagram wants to know, oh, all these people in this country. So they want to do something special, be it for a festival that's very important for a country or a region. They could have something going on there. Of course, with the data on uh, the people around that area who are using mm. who are using Instagram per se. Let me say, and it's it, it has its good uses, but it goes back to when it starts. For example, we're now at a national level and we're wanting to control people mm. and rate people that it becomes an issue. And and so far, there hasn't been really any backlash for anywhere where it's being implemented. And I just hope that. As you go further, that um, the regulations and stuff, they really, they really speed up the mm. regulations or actually putting things in place to prevent it being at a point where where, where, where people are being monitored for control. Mm. So, so this is, I think this is this is the closing note I can get yeah. in the book. The author says, technology is moving so fast. Yeah that the only thing that is slowing it down is ethics yeah. and legal procedures. Yeah. So there are people fighting the fight yeah. to ensure that there are restrictions, there are regulations, yeah. and there are boundaries as to what these people can do, yeah. what they can collect, how they can collect it, yeah. how they tag it, how they store it, where they put it, yeah. how long they keep it, and stuff like that. So, so yeah. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope it didn't scare you too much. <laughs> but must remember, 
that all these things ain't that scary. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Um, it's me, Kevin Babel, signing out with the best and the first name. Best and last name. Oh, we say that in a different order. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that's us signing out. Booyah. Jesus was there. The exceptional new act of worship album, As Above, So Below, is out. Get your very own copy on iTunes. available on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music, and so much more. You're tuned into Active FM.